Hello and welcome back to Olympic Size, the unofficial, unlicensed, unaffiliated with the IOC True History of the Olympics. I am your host, Bridget Natali, and with me is co-host... Sarah. And special guest... Uh, the current guest, Frank. Glad to be here. I... Exciting games this time. This year's been... A barn burner? I'm asking as a question. <laughs> I haven't been watching many of <laughs> I... I, I just want to say that I've been personally vindicated by the IOC in that last time that we got together. I was like, they should just give everyone a trophy and we should just go out there and have a nice time. And they did that. And I think that's wonderful. <laughs> I am vindicated by how well Italy's doing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Although I did hear that that long jumper guy was born in Texas. So technically, that's ours. <laughs> Long jumper? One. Or was it, was it high, high jumper? jumper? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see the event. I saw... I, the entirety of my con- my consumption of the Olympics has been via Twitter.com. So... I think high jump and long jump are the same event. They just replay the footage in 80 degrees rotated. I'm getting it's a look. awful. <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Every time I turn it on, it's beach volleyball. And no disrespect to the people competing. It looks like hell, especially how hot it's been. And um, the terrible bikini bottoms the women have to wear. They I should just make am, the men wear them. I, I'm just saying. I was talking about this because, okay, here's my... I have notes, but let's just get into the, the uniform issue because the women's Norwegian beach volleyball team wants to wear shorts. And it's not the IOC. It's like the European or the Norwegian governing board is fining them for doing that instead it's of wearing Norway, it's illegal to wear shorts. Yeah, I, I always love when there's a special guest villain on the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the IOC this time. Um, but that is fun. Yeah. Um, and and I was I was saying this I was out the other day I was I was explaining my theory of uh, my unifying theory of of costuming and uniform. So like you know, the diving teams wear tiny little bikinis, too, but so do the men. So that doesn't bother me. It, you know, it's like if everybody's wearing tiny little bikinis, then exactly. everybody's wearing the same thing. If everybody's wearing cargo shorts and t-shirts, great. Everybody's wearing the same thing. It, it, this extends to comics. If I'm reading, like, a Sword and Sandals comic like Red Sonja, and... Only Red Sonia's in the chainmail bikini, everybody's in full plate, then I get annoyed. But if everybody's wearing chainmail bikinis and loincloths, then I'm like, okay, that's just what they wear. You know? <laughs> like, that's called He-Man. Yeah. So I, you know, either I want Am all I of wrong? the abs or none of the abs. I don't want, like, some to be singled no, out. I think the guys should wear the bikinis, too. That's yeah. what I'm saying. If you're going to have the butt out. like <laughs> but have... Give us all the butt. Yeah, exactly. We're equal opportunity, but... But mostly I don't... I don't like watching them in the sand in these tiny bases. No, suits. that seems uncomfortable. They're always, like, adjusting after every play, and I'm like, this that looks what? just miserable. Shouldn't we just... I think we should just ban sand. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we should just play indoor real, volleyball. The real problem here, in addition to, like, uniform disparity, it is sand. Why are they sand? Sand is the true nemesis. We, as sand. we all learned from the Star Wars prequels, <laughs> sand is terrible. It gets everywhere. It's, it's coarse a- and irritating. <laughs> yep. But I know for real though, and then like <laughs> you're trying to play like Olympic medal beach volleyball, and you're just having to pick your shorts out of your butt after every oh. play. Like it's awful, and it's like the women's court volleyball gets to wear shorts. 
they're they're doing impressive athleticism, and here we are going like I'm uncomfortable just watching them. So yeah, that's not I mean, that's not fun. That's not ideal. And apparently, if the I mean maybe it's just the Norwegians who are uncomfortable with it, but I can't imagine the others are super thrilled. At least give them the option, you know, as no, the, as they a pair to have, decide. They should have to wear the sh- the booty shorts. Okay, make the men wear the booty shorts yeah. too. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. no, that's it, it's if the women don't get an option, neither do the men. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and... So we're not affiliated with the IOC. No, we are Are we affiliated with the Norwegian sports governing body <laughs> that's enforcing this rule? No, and we're not also not affiliated with Pink, the pop singer who offered to pay the fines of the team. Uh, obviously, that we're would not be affiliated. The real Frank, if we were affiliated, the men would be wearing the butt shorts. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. if that's true, how do you explain that the intro music this episode was a Pink song? <laughs> Uh, Which I, actually, I assume will be the case now, and you'll put it in post. It's a song anthem for the common man. <laughs> fun, fun twist. I've actually been pink this entire time. <laughs> that doesn't sound true, but I don't know if don't it's know false. You don't, yeah, I don't know enough don't to really know it. that much about what pink looks like, so <laughs> no. that could be true. I do know that pink has a child, and you just have a dog. Again, not seeing the difference <laughs> here. You just watched me carry around my dog like a baby for the last, like, five minutes. Don't. Don't play. <laughs> so, I'm just very tired. So, I'm to, like, no, I'm All trying right, to. No, we're gonna power thoughts. through. We're gonna power we're, through. We're. This is your Olympics. It's gonna be it's a, getting through this it, podcast. It's gonna be a short episode. So, starting off with um, someone who I relate to right now, Simone Biles. <laughs> like we're both at the at our limit. No. <laughs> So, um, no, but I just wanted to kind of get into her withdrawal and why, um, why it happened. Uh, do not really want to get into the criticism of her because I think it's stupid, agitprop. It, it's almost exclusively been um, men and YouTube like, cranks. Yeah, YouTube. People who are just trying to get views. Yeah, it, it's just agitating. Look, there's Agitation. more than enough bad faith criticism available on this topic on Twitter.com, a website that we do not recommend you go visit. Please never go. Ne- log off. I did see a fun video of one of the dressage horses to like a 50 cent song though, so that was Oh fun. yeah, because there was like, um, they have... Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg doing commentary shows on it now. What? Yeah. And Snoop Dogg said the dressage horse looked like it was Crip walking. That so, might be why. Yeah. Okay. This is all starting to come together. He got now. real excited That's, about That was the this. one good thing I saw on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to get into what people have said to criticize her, but we wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about um, people have supported her decision to withdraw and why she did it. So every single gymnast in the public eye, including those from the famous American women's teams from 1992 and 1996, has supported her. And uh, some have even said they wished they had the agency to do the same when they were competing, like Carrie Strug and Dominique Mociano. Um, Carrie Strug, the famous vault where they, they clinched the gold, but she, turns out not only was that a career-ending injury, she didn't even have to do it. it Bella Caroli made her do it because he's bad at math and didn't realize they'd already won. It's not what clinched means, by the way. Yeah, Just throwing I mean, that out there. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's that's the story of it. Yeah, like, that's how people talk about it, but yeah, no. But she had already won it. She didn't have to destroy her leg to... Very cool. Yeah. And then Dominic Mociano, I forgot about this one. People were showing a replay of it where it might have been 96. She was doing a balance beam routine 
slipped and landed directly on the top of her head. Um, was able to hold on to the beam and not fall and finish her routine. And then when she was done, she goes to the sideline. It was Marta Caroli was her coach totally iced her, like did not acknowledge her at all. I guess she was unhappy with how she had, had made that mistake. And she said she never got medical attention for that. They never checked her spine or her head to see if she even had a concussion, let alone like a spinal cord problem. And she had had like other issues going into that. So like a lot of these women, I mean, the the career of, a, of an Olympic gymnast is short. And one of the reasons that has happened historically is because they compete through really terrible injuries. And with Simone Biles, she wasn't terribly injured at that point, but she knew she was in really serious danger of getting injured because of what actually happened to her and why. So I don't know if you noticed the vault that was like the one vault she did in the team competition and she landed really funny. Um, like, and she managed to stay on her feet, but it was pretty clear. I mean, if you look at her, they said she, she missed an entire rotation and she looked, she seemed to look a little surprised when she hit the mat. And what there's, what she said it was is the gymnast, they call it the twisties which is a loss, I'm going to try my best to say this word, but there's a, it's long, Proprio, proprioception, which is the ability to tell where you are in space, which we all have this. It's what keeps you from running into walls every time you try to like walk through a doorway. Um, and oh, I don't have that. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> if you have problems running into the walls where you're trying to walk through a doorway, you might have trouble with propri proprioception, right? But, I mean, like, for most people, having issues with this is not terribly noticeable, other than, like, some odd bruises on your knees or whatnot. If you're a gymnast, it could be deadly. <laughs> like, yeah, if you're a gymnast, you need to know where you are in space because you're moving through it with more angular momentum than most of us have at any given time. Yeah. So if you think you're three feet above the ground and you're actually, like eight inches <laughs> that could be bad it, yeah, <laughs> one half of a full rotation puts you um neck first into the mat yeah so that's why she withdrew is because she couldn't tell where she was in space when she was doing those incredible vaulting moves so it was the best choice for her own health and well-being but i mean ultimately it was also the best choice for the team and uh, this is something that I think people on both sides have kind of ignored, is that if she is not able to tell where she is in space, she is not going to be able to perform the routines she's supposed to do. She's not going to be scoring at her best. So it, they might not have meddled at all if she had tried to push through it and just been bouncing out of bounds at best on every move, you know? So... What causes this, the, the most common causes, are stress and PTSD. Oh, that's not what you want to hear for something with such a cutesy nickname to it. Yeah. And, I mean, part of the reason at 24, she's already considered pretty um, 
advanced in age to be competing at this level. Um, but she wanted to compete this year because she was the last member on the team who had been victimized by Larry Nasser, who is in prison for... Ever. Yeah, I think his actual term is like 158 years or something. Um, but, I mean, we're not going to get into too much detail on that one because it's uh, a lot of uh, sensitive information and um, more than PG-13 kind of stuff. He was the team doctor, and he was performing... Um, Just imagine why a team doctor for a gymnast group might be in jail for a century, and you're probably close. Yeah. So, and, and he had been the team doctor since 1986. So, uh, and she wanted to keep pressure on the American Olympic Committee and the American Gymnastics um, the governing body. I don't know the exact That's fine. We're not affiliated with them either. That. Yeah, we're not affiliated with any of these people. Um, because they had, people had tried, like these women had tried to report him and they had been ignored for like literally decades. So she wanted to keep up the pressure on them to be like a public face, but I mean that coupled with everything else that's happened to all of us in the last year. And uh, I recently discovered she uh, has been diagnosed ADHD and um, the medication that she takes for it isn't um, legal in Japan, so she hasn't been able to take her medication. Oh, I completely forgot about that topic. Yeah. That's... Probably something we should have mentioned in the notes leading into the games. Japan has a notoriously strict anti-psychedelic and anti-legitimate psychotherapeutic drug policy. Yeah. And if you're a tourist, too bad. Like, deal without your meds or don't come visit Tokyo is sort of their standing policy. Yeah. I know when I... Because I'm ADHD and I, I take medication for it. And when um, we were talking... My husband and I were talking about going to Ireland for an extended period of time. Um... I had to look into what specific medications for ADHD were actually legal there because it's very low. And if you show up at the airport, even with prescri a prescription for something that they is not legal, like they will confiscate it. Um, I don't know. I don't think they'll specifically arrest you at the airport for a, something you have a prescription for, but you can't take it into the country for sure. So yeah, at best they're seizing it at customs. Yeah. And that, this is probably affecting more athletes than we realize, honestly. Yeah, but, I mean, it's one of those things that, w along with everything else that Simone Biles is dealing with here, is not helping. I, I did learn that she is planning on competing in the balance beam individual. Cause she, she's been pulling out of everything, but the balance beam, I think they're saying, is one that she feels comfortable on. And I think because you don't do the huge kind of flips on it, and you have a very specific reference point for where you are in space when you're on the balance beam. Is it the balance beam? It's the balance beam, yeah. You know, as opposed to like all the other, like the vault and the uneven bars and the floor routine, they don't have those very concrete points of reference. But the balance beam uh, is a little bit more easy to tell where you are at all times. So when so the American women team won silver, and then in the individual all around, Suni Lee won the gold. And Suni Sun Lee, I think is her full name. She's from she's an, another American. Uh, she is from the Hmong community, um, and she's the first Asian American woman. 
to win gold in the women's all-around. And I tried to look this up. It's, it's hard to find really specific information, but I think she's the first Hmong Olympian to win a gold medal. So... It's, Congratulations. Yeah, no, it's very cool. Um, and another kind of more uplifting story from uh, the women's gymnastics was Oksana Chusavatina. So I was trying to, of Uzbekistan, I was trying to find, I was trying to think of a good analogy for, to explain who Oksana Chusavatina is to like the gymnastics community. And it's like, I can't think of a good name. So like if you ever talk to a musician about like who's the best drummer or something, they're never gonna say somebody you actually know. They're gonna start talking about some like drummer who uh, was like a in Cab Calloway's band in like 1935 and like was stabbed to death in an alley in New Orleans or something. And he was the best drummer of all time. And he's got a couple vinyls of him, you know, like that's going to be the answer. Right. So it's like, the, you know, these people who are like kind of legends within their field who maybe aren't as well known outside of it. I can see why you'd struggle to think of a analogy for that because by, de- so by definition, yeah. It wouldn't be known outside of the field that you pick. Yeah. So, Oksana Chosevatina just had her last Olympics. She's officially retired now. She is 46 years old. Her first Olympics was in 1992 in Barcelona when she was competing for the unified team, which is what we called the the USSR Olympians um, in 1992 because it was after the fall of the Soviet Union but before they had a chance to reorganize. They didn't have time for the paperwork to set yeah. up Czech or Slovakia or Czechoslovakia. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, she is Your the... episode notes for the previous... No? Luka Doncic is on the Slovenian team anyway, so it was all irrelevant. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Never mind. Okay. We won't get into it. It was Yugoslavia at the time? We won't get into it. <laughs> so... Uh, Oksana was the only female Olympic gymnast to compete at eight Olympic Games. I think she was a qualifier. I can't think of a man who competed at eight. Um, she is one of two female gymnasts to compete for three different countries. I could not find the other one. But she competed for the unified team, Germany, and Uzbekistan. She's from Uzbekistan. Um, and there's a reason why she competed for Germany briefly. She's a two-time medalist. She won gold for team all around in 1992 and silver for vault in 2008. Also one of the very few female gymnasts to compete after having a baby. She had a son in 1999, which means she won a silver in vault after she had a baby, <laughs> like nine years after she had a baby. So the reason she competed for Germany was her son, Alisher, was diagnosed with leukemia and they went to Germany for treatment. And after he recovered, they returned to Uzbekistan and that's why she went back to compete for Uzbekistan. Uh, her husband, Bakadir Kurbanov, is an Olympic wrestler. They met at one of these games. <laughs> and she didn't qualify for the individual vault finals, but did get to compete in the semifinals. The only people in the arena were her competitors, their coaching staff, and the press who gave her a standing ovation. She is just legendary. Because, um, like, I mean, arguably she had, when she was young, she was competing because 
she was in the Soviet system. And then uh, later, she was competing because her son needed medical treatment, and that was part of the way to get it. But, I mean, she kept going. Like, she just loved the sport and was really inspirational to a lot of these girls who, like, know they have an expiration date in what they can do. But she just kept going. So, we're going to do a rundown of some... Surprises and fun stuff, Ahmed Hafnawi of Tunisia won gold in the men's 400 meter freestyle for swimming. Um, I was looking this up, Tunisia's won a couple medals in swimming, but they were all one guy. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't Ahmed, so he's, you know... uh, Finally a second member of that club (laughs) in the smoking jacket. (laughs) Right. Uh, Rebecca Andrade of Brazil won silver in the women's all-around gymnastics. She's the first Brazilian to win a gymnastics medal. And uh, there were um, some commentary I saw where they were saying that they think she would have won gold if she hadn't bounced out of bounds a couple times on the floor routine. Mm. Um, and I was also thinking it was interesting. I've seen more Brazilians um, in the final rounds and winning medals and stuff. Off the, you know, when it's all said and done, we'll see how they stack up. But I do think, I mean, you talk about kind of long-term benefits of hosting the games because it is such a money drain. Like, why does anybody do it? And having the facilities and having can make connections when when people come there and it kind of makes concrete that things are possible. You usually get a bump in in what your own athletes could do after you host the games. Is this far enough downstream that you would have seen a lot of people get into the sport after it was hosted locally? I mean, that was 2016, so it's five years. Probably. And she's a gymnast. So, so like, she was probably like nine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think you would have had to have been into the sport you're going to meddle in by then. Yeah. To like some extent. But all your like amateurs and childhood club activities are going to be real supercharged with motivation mm-hmm. if you've got yeah. local games. And I think um, the girl who won the gold in women's skateboarding was also Brazilian. And she had been... She had gone viral for a video of her skateboarding in a fairy princess costume when she she was like eight or something. She, she, the, all the people who won medals in women's skateboarding were teenagers. Well, yeah, teens are who skate. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, that's the Tony Hawk and the rest older. of the teens. That was a skateboarding is another game with a short shelf life because they take hard falls. I saw the guy. Yeah. Yeah, there was a guy who, um... That was on Twitter. Yeah. He basically slammed crotch first directly into a bar. That was a rough one. But, I mean, like, I, I, there weren't too many hard wipeouts at the games. Other than, I mean, that one was, that was but... That was pretty devastating. But, I was, but you didn't see all the wipeouts they had to get there. Like... Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that montage is also on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, skateboarders fall a lot. Um... Pavement is notoriously unforgiving. Yeah, that's yeah. There's no padding in, anywhere in skateboarding. Um, a tie in the high jumping with uh, Mutaz Essa Barshim of Qatar and Gianmarco Tamberi of Italy tied for the gold medal. Uh, so how this happened was it was a th- they had, it took them three hours to get there. Neither one of them missed a single jump, and they. Their last jump was the two of them were left. They were down to these last two guys, and they cleared the same height. The official 
uh, went to speak to both of them at the same time and said that they can go to a jump off, which is when um, Mutaz Esabarshim cut him off and said, can we have two golds? And he said, well, if you want. And then he just turned to Jan Marco and said, history, brother. <laughs> and uh, they decided to skip the jump off and just share the gold medal. Apparently they train together and they're very good friends. Aww. So, <laughs> and Barshim has, this is his third Olympics. In 2012, he got the bronze. In 2016, he got the silver. So... Oh, he's got the trifecta. Yeah, he got he he got the trifecta, the hat trick. Do, doing the podium by yourself. Yeah. Well, well, and this one other guy with also gold medal. Yeah. Yeah. As makes it less lonely yeah. up there. Yeah. And in the wake of Usain Bolt's retirement, Italy Marcel Jacob, Italy's Marcel Jacobs, uh, won gold in the men's 100 meter sprint. Can I tell you what a surprise that was? <laughs> This event has always been an Olympic event, every year since 1896, and including 1906, the intercalated games that nobody counts but us. Um, this event... Okay. We're allowed to count this because we're not affiliated. Yes. Since the very first games of the modern era, 16 Americans have won it. Or the Americans have won it 16 times. Some, some of those were doubles. Uh, four, four, the Great Britain won it four times. Two times Canada won it. Once was Soviet Union, once East Germany, once Trinidad. Three were just Usain Bolt. And now Italy. <laughs> first time. And they've been there since 1896. The first time they won the gold in this particular event. Um, basketball. <laughs> America lost in the first game to France. <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, that's one of the sports we needed them all to come back and finish the playoffs or something, right? They, okay, the playoffs were comp- <clears throat> were happening during the qualifying. So, like, any... The, I looked some of this up. So, basketball, they can choose whether or not they want to compete. So, you see Rudy Gobert is competing for France. Luka Doncic, we said, for Slovenia. There was, like, all those guys on the Nigerian team. There's, like, a couple others around. Um, but a lot because it was just completely overlapped with the finals, a lot of these guys are not going to leave their teams during playoffs to go compete in the Olympics. And there are more international players on the NBA now, but they haven't reached the level of the NHL yet. The NHL, <laughs> during the Winter Games, just doesn't do anything because half their league leaves to play for, like, Russia. <laughs> Yeah, That's not half, optional. The other yeah. half is playing for Canada. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The half goes for Canada. You're That's right. That's also not optional. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I learned recently that baseball, you are not allowed <laughs> to leave to go compete in the Olympics. Under threat of, death? you get fired. You're <laughs> like you're just your contract forbids it. To so be in breach of contract, which isn't fun with the numbers they're dealing with. They do have insane schedules. Yeah. Um, so, they, it, America did make it into the final tournament, which is uh, just starting now. It's like single elimination, and I don't think they've played yet. So it's Italy, France, Slovenia, Germany, Australia, and Argentina will be. And I think America has to beat Australia for sure, and I think somebody else who already beat them. <laughs> to make it even to the final. So I, I, I don't have a lot great. of... It's not looking great. 
Um, women haven't finished the preliminary rounds yet, where they figure out who's making it to the, the single elimination tournament and, all, and what the seed is. Um, the American women are looking pretty solid, though. They Most of the pros from the WNP, NBA who are in the Olympics are playing for the American team. So they don't have as much international uh, presence, I don't think. And the American, the women's soccer, I think, is out. Mm-hmm. They lost to Canada. So, I, I believe. Very, very devastating. Yeah. Um, Laurel Hubbard, we spoke about her last time. She's the first trans woman to be competing for a women's event in the Olympics. Um, she didn't make it to the finals, but uh, she it's pretty remarkable that she was able to compete at all, so that's cool. Somebody's got to be the first. Yeah, definitely. And I, th- I think it's also like, I mean, the transphobic fear-mongering about how trans women are going to take over all sports, it's like, no. <laughs> like, it, like, it doesn't really work like that at all. Um, anyway. Yulimar Rojas of Venezuela set a new world record in women's triple jump when she won the gold medal. The record was set in 1995, about two and a half months before she was born. <laughs> so. Came into this world, immediately had a target, <laughs> this newly set world record. Um, swimmer Emma McKeon of Australia is the first woman to win seven medals at a single Olympic Games. Jesus. That's too many. Do you have to carry them all around your neck at the end when they do, like, a reverse Parade of Nations or something? Uh, Can they (laughs) stop you from wearing all of them around your neck? Well, if they give you too many and it's too heavy, then that'll stop you. You just won all of them. (laughs) You You could wrap some around your wrists. Swing them around. Actually, I do like this idea. They're just like affixed to every joint. There's like two or three on the shoulders. Like you make a very fancy belt. Yeah, there's like a belt with some around there. Yeah, you could probably carry like fifteen or twenty of these things. (laughs) You sling them around your shoulders like a bandolier. Bandoliers. Yes. Smart. We're on the same wavelength. One of my favorite stories is the first engaged Olympians to compete on opposing teams in a non-equestrian event happened because because no, <laughs> all the horse people are married to each other yeah that, that checks out but also i mean equestrian's always been um mixed gender there's no single gender yeah, and equestrian. they're all married to each other yeah they're all it's the same royal family there's five horse people yeah, yeah they're on earth it's basically uh, the horses can carry so many medals at the it's end the royal day. family yeah <laughs> and bruce springsteen's daughter uh-huh <laughs> she's the newbie <laughs> but she's gonna have to marry into one of the families anyway um did she do her dressage routine to Bruce Springsteen's song? I hope not. <laughs> oh, she did a Snoop Dogg. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, do you guys want to guess which event it was? You already told me. So oh, yeah, I'm I told, to do guess. you want to guess um, what it is? I'm going to say gun. <laughs> gun? No, <laughs> was it gun is a event. real event. Gun. Day. <laughs> it was softball. Okay. It. <laughs> He can't guess that. It would be offensive. <laughs> <laughs> but Amanda Chidester of the of America and Anissa Urtas of Mexico, uh, they gave each other pep talks before their games. And uh, Mexico made it to the bronze medal game, but lost to Canada. And America won the silver medal after losing to Japan. They are to be married later in 2022. So, so those are the first 
engaged Olympians to compete. What about married Olympians competing against each other? Not in equestrian? Not in equestrian. Okay. Still the first? Um, that, I don't think that's happened yet. Okay. So um, they can come back in four years. And do yeah. it again. Do yeah, it. do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, And they can they can be the first there, too. Were they, were they sharing one cardboard bed? <laughs> the door was loud. <laughs> There's other people in the house. Sorry. Can I get... No. <laughs> I'm not cutting this out. You're going to be a special guest, Hannah. Yeah, Hannah, you're not interrupting anything or anything. Speaking of speaking of I'm married not... people competing. <laughs> I'm thirsty. I thirst. It's okay. We'll fix it in post. You just can't be happy for me. Sarah, fix it in post. Sarah doesn't do anything post. What are you talking about? It's all me. Sarah's been like audio engineering all year. You should, uh, you should get Sarah to fix all your shit oh, in post. Baby. Sarah, you made a theme song? Stop. Oh my god, stop. We have a theme song. It's by Aaron Copeland. Oh. Sarah, do <laughs> you Have you ever listened to it? Go back to work. I think I did, yeah. Okay. I, just... I, I, I just recently found out my sister never has. I don't know about the other two. They're smart enough not to tell me, at least. I subscribed. <laughs> Kathleen tweeted at me to tell me about... Uh, do you remember that protest by the Irish... Uh, gold medalist in 1906 when he climbed a flagpole and ripped down the Union Jack and put an Aaron Bra flag up. Mm-hmm. She tweeted me about that. I'm like, yeah, I know. I <laughs> talked about it in an episode. <laughs> she was like, oh. And then she started texting me. And she said, well, I guess now it's time to tell you that I don't listen to your show. And I was like, no kidding. And then I told her that she said she never figured out how to listen to any podcast. I was like, you just click on the link and press play. <laughs> And then I told her that she was having trouble. She could ask my dad. And she got annoyed about that because my dad is famously um, not as interested in computers. So the fact that he figured it out before her is... Well, now you've opened up a whole new world of podcasting to her. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if she even listens to this. <laughs> this, is, this is a trap. Let's see if she reacts. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello. Name dropping Kathleen here. Um, I don't listen. I just can't identify any piece of music. So. <laughs> I love the. F- it sounds like a foley. <laughs> oh, I know. It's ridiculous. Like I don't know what to do about that door. <laughs> a little WD forty. Um, COVID. That was a hard segment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I hated. I that. have nothing else. I got nothing else. I was going to talk about the tropical storm, but I didn't look up enough. And there's been Ugh. various protests, but I kind of want to wait till our last episode to talk about them to see if there's any resolution more or any res- yeah or any resolution and just kind of tie that all in. Michelle sent me a, a link about people trying to resist the IOC's rules about are you allowed to even protest at all? But then it, I saw an argument against that that I thought that was interesting where it's like if the protest is allowed it's not a protest it's an awareness yeah. action yeah so that's, that's literally the case good, but yes I don't think you can coherently ban protesting I mean by nature like by definition yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like we banned crime it's like well all crime is illegal now yeah <laughs> like, well I mean, let me tell you about these 12 hours <laughs> 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 and anyway, so Japan has extended the state of emergency as uh, expanded I extended believe. the state of emergency and expanded it. So it's both longer and wider. Um, the the area under which uh, the state of emergency is not just 
Tokyo. It's like some of the surrounding areas now too. I believe it now encompasses all of the venues for the Olympics. Yeah, and not just the main ones. Yeah, because some of them were outside mm. of like Tokyo proper. Um, but you know, I I'm not sure how much the Olympics are directly identifiably contributing to that. I'm sure it is not helping. But it's like they were already spiking before those people showed up. So it's like how much are these this particular group interacting with anybody else to cause this? I don't know. I don't know if we'll get a clear picture until later. But yeah, it's definitely not helping. So, But we knew it never was going to help. I mean, we knew going in it was going to be a problem. And surprise, it is. <laughs> so... But uh, that's all the notes I had, unless you guys had anything to talk about that you want to mention. I think horses are neat. Horses are neat. My, my favorite one so far has been the double gold medal. But that, um, they the, were... The yeah. interviewer's like, so can we have can we have two gold medals? He's <laughs> like, it, it's possible. He's like, okay, great, two gold medals. <laughs> done. We did it. Let's go home, guys. <laughs> Wrap it up. And That's I, like the most me energy of all time. Yeah. Just like, I'm done. Like, thank you. Yeah. Good night. It's we been, had a nice time. It's been three hours. I've yeah. jumped yeah. enough. Yeah, I think like, <laughs> yeah, like I just, this is my whole thing. Just go out there, jump, have a nice time. Everybody did great. Participation trophies. And especially if the guy that you're competing <clears throat> against, the only one left is your best friend. Yeah. Like, you've, you've I don't even over. care if I don't know. I've never seen that guy before in my life. I'm going home. Well, the, the official's like, okay, you've jumped over all of the heights that we can think of. Yeah, we have, we, <laughs> we actually, have no other heights we left. We actually for you can't to make it taller. The equipment doesn't go any higher. We didn't yeah. build it. You jumped enough. Well, I was like, well, I guess we just both get a gold medal then. I, Deal with it. Actually, um, with the jump off, what happens is if, if neither one can clear higher, they have to keep jumping on lower ones until one can clear and the other can't. So basically until you're so exhausted that you can't clear distances you've already done. Why don't you just play Russian roulette at that point? <laughs> like, just give them two gold medals. Right, yeah, I think I think that was uh, Barshim's idea. And then his body was like, oh, wait, not, no way, we can do that? It's not an endurance <laughs> yeah. sport, necessarily. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's not really, like, even, yeah, a test of, they both did it. Yeah. They both get gold. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the only solution. And, and yeah, it, it, they are, they're a fun pair. Like I said, apparently they're very good friends, and they have a real buddy cop energy, because the Italian and guy... And now they both have gold medals in yes. the event, and then they can get a movie license for yeah. their escapades as a team. Let's pick okay, it and then they get married, and then later they can become the first couple to compete against each other. Sure. But the Italian guy has like this long hair and is extremely exuberant, and then the Qatari guy is, has like very short hair and is, it seems he, more like like cool and quiet. He literally could not stop rolling around on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> he. The Italian guy jumped to give uh, the Qatari guy a hug and With like his wrapped, entire body wrapped his legs around his waist. These guys are like six foot seven or something. They're like very tall and lean. And yeah, it's if you can, there's videos of it. It's very sweet. Um, and I I was thinking about this because we are we're this is like not even close to an hour, so we can chat a little bit. Um, I wanted to get your you got no uh, cancel that. Um, I was watching. The skateboarding and the surfing and the BMX. And I was thinking, like, not sold on it. 
as Olympic events. It just feels odd, and I think because I remember when these were like the X Games, they have to add dirt bikes. That's what's missing. You can't though. motocross. Motocross. No, nothing with a motor. We gotta go full X Games. If we get okay, the no, motors no, no, no. in, then we have to do NASCAR. At we the don't Olympics. have to. We don't have to do yeah, that. Yeah, no, at that all. sucks. No. We're not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Or speedboating. Only, only sports that okay. allow turning right. Okay, right, hear me out. <laughs> motocross, but we replace the motorcycles with horses. That, that also sounds good. Wait, no, horse cross. No, there's horse cross country. There's cross country equestrian. Yeah. Right now. Which is basically that. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Functionally. What if we give the horses motors? Hmm? What if we give the horses motors? Well, that would be too much horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Two can play at this game. But it's extremely weird to see Tony Hawk at like... Is it? Is it extreme? It's extremely weird to see Tony Hawk like doing commentary on the Olympic Games. It's no, just that odd. Was... I mean, it's, yeah, I just, I just can't get into it. And I, I, mostly it's the skateboarding that I, I, I am having. And I, rem- I think about, like, when I've seen kids carrying around skateboards and they look, like, super preppy and they're carrying the skateboards. It's like, at least ride it. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, why are you just carrying it around? It used to be such a punk thing. And it, it feels like, I don't know, it feels odd. It just... This might be the part of the podcast where, like, old man yells at Cloud mm-hmm. joke from that's, The Simpsons. That's what I feel right now, um, I, spiritually. So, it's not, I was never punk enough to skateboard, so I don't think yeah. I'm qualified to have an opinion here. It's not that It's not that I, I feel like they shouldn't be allowed. It's more like, I don't... I'm not sure how I feel about skateboarding becoming so respectable. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That it's like a thing you can get an Olympic medal for now. Didn't like, they add breakdancing? Did they? They're, they've added a lot. Like, I can't keep up with it. I feel like that was a thing I heard. It's such a deluge. And I can, all I, every time I turn on is just beach volleyball. That's, it's like I've been <laughs> watching a beach volleyball tournament. Like, I don't understand how I always It's what the people want to see. Apparently, that's what they think is the only thing I want to see. But I'm you're, like, could I... You're could still I, stuck on U.S. broadcasting, correct? Yeah. I, I see. I Not never set up the, the piracy thing. We, I We were watching some hella badminton. I wanted it to see wild. rugby sevens. I let, couldn't find it. Let me tell you, badminton doubles, madness. <laughs> that shuttlecock's going real fast. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, there's so many, like, cool sports that I would like to see. I mean, I don't mind seeing the beach volleyball, but I would like to see things other than beach volleyball ping- once in a while. Ping pong is also wild. Yeah. I'd, l- I'd love to watch a ping pong game. Oh my god. There was like, I literally saw a guy, like, a l- he did a full loop of the whole table and, <laughs> and like, hit the ball back. Because, like, oh my god, it was wild. So I think what we need is a new, even more punk activity to be made in an Olympic sport to normalize. Yeah. And then you'll feel okay about skateboarding. It's so called doing TikTok Where dance. is rollerblading? Rollerblading isn't punk. Rollerblading Again, I was dumb. not punk as a child. I don't yeah. know. Um, <laughs> Damn, where, go okay. off. I wasn't yeah, even that I feel punk. Attacked. I know that, that skateboarding was way cooler than rollerblading. Wow. I this is, okay. this mm. podcast is taking some positions. I, mm. Okay, yeah. Pogs could also be an Olympic sport. Oh my god, it paused. <gasps> what happened? Quick save. Okay, now it's recording again. Wild. All my, all my, um, 
all my controversial opinions about this skateboarding. This is your opportunity to never let the yeah. public know about that. Yeah. <laughs> this is my thing. I love skateboarding. So before we don't mention what my controversial opinions are, it's not because I think that I, I have a disdain for skateboarding. Uh-huh. It's more that I don't know how to feel about skateboarding being an Olympic sport. It seems like too clean cut for what skateboarding is. And I'm like, come on, let's let's dirty it up a little. I feel like Tony Hawk has given his blessing. It's fine. I mean, Tony Hawk's always the most clean cut guy, yeah. though. Like, out of the skateboarders. He was the one who, like... Had video games. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was the one who made a lot of money. Like, yeah. And I didn't spend it on illicit substances. So, like... <laughs> and spent all of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe, mm. but... He definitely was the, the one who, uh... Wasn't getting a behind-the-music-style expose written about him. <laughs> like, you know, I bet he's listening to this, and I bet he feels a little conflicted about you saying that. I bet I would recognize Tony Hawk in an airport, though, which is more than that most people can say. That puts you in a really narrow yeah. minority of individuals. <laughs> I really I really do love, like, he just has so many stories about people literally looking at his license and being like, oh, like the skateboarder. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Incredible. My favorite is when he said... That there were a bunch of teens at a skate park, and they were like, yo, is that Tony Hawk? And he's like, yeah. And they are like, hey, Tony Hawk, do a kickflip. And he's like, and I landed it. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I'm going to show these punks. But yeah, they, they the games incorporate a lot of these X games in, and again, like I said, I'm not... It's not a question of, are they real sports, or do they deserve to be there? It's more like, is it serving the sport in the culture to have it at the Olympics? I have a hypothetical for you. What's that? It's going to make you deeply unhappy. In 2050, when they add speed running and and (laughs) esports. Oh, esports. They're just doing games done quick, but it's the Olympics. Computers count as engines or motors right now they're probably right now, banned right now but as soon as we can run you know that's coming as soon as we can run they're doing Dota t- the 2050 olympics is all tiktok uh-huh. dances and video games <laughs> and speed walking yes they're bringing if it they back they're bringing it back it's the only back, one we burn it all down <laughs> <laughs> then we really will be all like old man yells at cloud and i'm stoked for that i'm gonna be ancient and decrepit and yelling at all the children love that for me in 2050, how old am I going to be? I'm going to be like thousand. 70. <laughs> I'm going to be a thousand. Actually, I'm only going to be 68. Oh, we're going to be so pissed. <laughs> I'm, stu- I'm stoked for this. I mean, which is older than I am now, but so it's not like the correct Setting a time. reminder on my phone to I'm get not... really mad when they add video games to the Olympics in 30 years. I need to set a reminder. I'm not going to remember. I don't, I, I don't think it'll take that long. The only thing stopping it now is that electronics aversion. They used to ban professional athletes, and look how that turned out. Next time, Korea hosts are going to be like, we're adding StarCraft. <laughs> and who can say no to them? Yeah, I mean, they, they own all the pop It's going to happen. Yeah. It's too real. They would also maybe add, what kind of dancing is BTS good at? <laughs> I just put a hit squad out, out for me. Yeah, right don't now. we <laughs> do not do not we are not this this podcast has no opinion on BTS. Yeah, I, I I'd be more willing to take on the IOC than the BTS army. It would be really fun if like boy band dancing was, was an Olympic yeah. sport though. 
Like, we could bring the Backstreet Boys back. <laughs> could send our best. The Backstreet Boys could do the commentary. The Backstreet Boys could be back. All right. <laughs> again. <laughs> it was oh your God. choice to continue going. You made this you happen. You unpaused the You wanted us to this. go to this place. I can't believe I missed all of my fumbling for the right words. The hottest, the hottest of takes. The hottest of takes. But... Also, there was a guy who won, like, windsurfing who had his head shaved and dyed to look like the Avatar Ang's um, oh, arrow tattoo. Yeah. Oh, that's that sweet. Yeah. Uh, the guy who uh, won a gold medal in cosplay. Because <laughs> he was winning. That is a sport we should add. He's a windsurfer. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> For our older or younger listeners, I don't know which demographic doesn't know about Avatar The Last Airbender. But uh, Probably not. Uh, I think millennials might be the only ones who do. Yeah. It's very popular. It's on Netflix. It was very popular for us. It's on yeah. Netflix, people. Frank, you can't... You don't know what the kids are into. The kids have seen the live-action adaptation. No, they haven't. No, no one saw that. Because <laughs> it doesn't exist. It never happened. The live-action of <laughs> Our Last Airbender is a myth. The only We do not movie, recognize it. The only movie that M. Night Shyamalan has ever made is the about devil. the beach that makes you old. No, and devil... Where there are five people trapped in an elevator, and one of them is the devil. Yes. It's right there in the name. Why would the devil be trapped in an elevator? Don't worry about it. That's the twist. (laughs) I'm not going to go off on my M. Night Shyamalan opinions, because they are not relevant. You already deleted your hot take from this episode. You can't afford multiple It was an accident. I thought I was recording. Oh, it was an accident. I thought I was recording the whole time. I want the world to know my opinions about... My ambivalence about... I don't even have... Yeah, you don't actually seem to know what you think. Yeah, I'm still working through my feelings about it, so it's not really a hard take. We'll get back to this next time. It's a a tepid take at best now. It's not a take. It's a consideration. I want to bring consideration back. Conversation. No, 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 no. None of that. (laughs) This is a podcast. We have takes. We say things we don't mean. They should tether the skateboards to their ankles with like a little bungee cord or something so that you can do sweet... What if they rode those Whips. little uh, electric scooters that are littering all the sidewalks? Electric and... is banned from the Olympics. Okay, but I'm motors. adding it. You can tell now that that's my agenda, right? Like, that's... How long do you think until they, like, pad all the surfaces on the skate park for the Olympic Games? Because, like, remember how okay. they used to make hurdles shaped like a T and, like, out of metal that would, like, crack, break your shins if you hit them and stuff? Like, you would you would you be more comfortable that? if they were riding unicycles? Yes. Actually, yeah, because that's dorky enough. That's it is. The Olympics. I mean, I love them, but the Olympics are dorky. You're, that's I, what it I, is. I feel like I, I feel like that's what you want. You want them to be doing something less cool. Yeah, I want skateboarding to be too cool for the Olympics. Okay, but have you seen the professional, or sorry, the Olympic shooter who has one of their hands in their pockets when they're shooting the hand? Oh yeah, that was that was the stance. That person's very cool. Did you see the vintage photo of guys from like 1912 in the same, they all have their hands in their pockets? They're all very cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is a sport that is very cool, I think, to do. It's not very engaging to watch. Just a dude or woman standing there. Holding shooting a, gun. a little air, <laughs> yeah. uh, air gun. They should add uh, axe bar uh, throwing yeah. uh, to the Olympics. Yeah, that would be go, fun. You could go do it in your light-up skirt. Yeah, I have a sparkly, twinkly light skirt. She was I... terrifyingly good at it. <laughs> I think I did two... Did I do two-handed at all? 
I know I did underhand. I think you may have done one. I yeah. don't remember. I just remember the guy came over and was like, okay, now you can try it like underhanded and you just immediately like thunk, thunk. And I was like. That was the last date I went on with my husband before lockdown was we went axe throwing. Nice. <laughs> and we were making jokes about how it was going to be the plague and we wouldn't be able to see people for a long time because we didn't think it would happen. <laughs> I mean, we were, I was literally working a con saying that kind of stuff. So, you know, we all did this to ourselves. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> on that note. Living in a prison of our own making. Is. So, anyway. I hope that we get a tally at the end of this Olympic Games for our last episode about how many cardboard beds collapsed. And it's going to be zero. Because that was never a real story. <laughs> yeah, that kind of died immediately. I'm still, I'm still rooting for Italy to, to win the medal race. I saw um, a, an Italian woman won individual all-around silver in gymnastics I, I just watched that when I was leaving I was like Chris was like or my husband he's like oh it's, it's really their year you weren't kidding <laughs> they're like, yeah apparently yeah, they're just winning everything they, yeah. they lost really hard at COVID and then they just made up for it afterwards <laughs> with Eurovision Euro Championship soccer yeah and now the Olympics and the Olympics the fastest man alive is an Italian. Who could have seen that couple? That's literally not, nobody. No one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody in like the Mediterranean area is particularly known for their speed <laughs> at anything. It's a very relaxed pace yeah. of life, unless you're on a Vespa. Why are you? Why are <laughs> you running? Why is this guy running? Like, what's his deal? <laughs> I have questions. Slow down. Have some wine. Yeah. You want to go fast? That's what a Vespa's for. <laughs> Not allowed at the Olympics because it has a motor. <laughs> and I was watching this Italian like crime show, and they the, like the the mob guys were all riding little Vespas around, and I was like, I can't take this seriously. <laughs> like they're wearing like really ornate like gold chains and like beautiful jackets and insane silk shirts and riding little Vespas, and I'm like, I love them. <laughs> they're perfect to me. All right. <laughs> so that's it for tonight. Remember to like, rate, subscribe, review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us. Find us on Twitter at Olympic Size Cast, even though Frank says don't go on Twitter. I I also we, say that we jointly decided that. Yeah. I'm the only other one who runs the Twitter account. Um I mean I'm on Twitter all day. I'm just saying no one else should go there. <laughs> it would be great if you all just made room for us to be on the website no, I should, I should also log off. I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> Email us at olympicsizepodcast at gmail.com if you have any feedback or want to argue with my my consideration about skateboarding at the Olympics. Um, please Which, email us. All I get is spam from Shutterstock. I don't know why only Shutterstock, but that's all I get. So, and Kathleen, if you hear this, email me there. That'll be your test. 